Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live at 9 a.m. Central Time from Houston, Texas. This radio show is free all the time to my listeners. I have an archived audio library of spiritual and metaphysical teachings here, available free at any time of the day or night to everyone on Earth with access to a computer. These shows are educational, and most of the time I'll be interviewing others who will be telling about what they know, the books they've written, or the spiritual work that they do. And sometimes I'll be the one doing the teaching, so please join us anytime, either live or later in the archives. I have a free email newsletter to sign up for that, or just to read what's on my website. Go to hotpinklotus.com. Also, I've published two books so far, Edina, Energy Medicine from the Stars, available on Kindle, and Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, available on Amazon and Kindle. The second book, Akashic Records, is about Akashic Records readings that I've done for other people and the effects of these readings on their lives. I'm still doing Akashic Records readings, so if you're interested, contact me. The call-in number for this show, if you want to make a comment or ask a question on the air, is 347-945-5309. Well, good morning. This beautiful, beautiful day, at least where I am. The sun is shining and it's crisp and cool here in Hot Springs, Arkansas, which is where I happen to be at this point in time. And today is the 16th of November, and three days ago, or two days, depending on where you are on the planet, we had a very powerful, powerful new moon eclipse in Scorpio with a whole lot of other planets in Scorpio. Um, So I, I want to talk to you about that today because you have an incredible opportunity when there's this much power in the heavens to make extraordinary change in your life. So, um, you know, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, which is the planet of transformation. It's the planet of uh, death and rebirth, and that can be literally or symbolically. It's the planet of sex and the healing magical power of sex, um, which has been known in many previous centuries and is known by many people even today. Um, so let's first of all, um, I want to go to what my good friend Melissa Lockwood sends out weekly. And if you want to subscribe to her very short but succinct weekly forecast, uh, you can email her, C 
PsyChick777 at AOL.com, and that's spelled P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K, 777 at AOL.com. Here's what Melissa's had to say about this eclipse and the coming and the following week, which we're in the middle of now. Tuesday, November the 13th, is a new moon, Scorpio, and solar eclipse. The sun, moon, Mercury, Saturn, which is the great teacher, and that's me interjecting that, and the north node will all be in Scorpio on Tuesday. That was this past Tuesday. This is a powerful day for manifesting prayers and intentions. Everything is magnified by the eclipse. Long overdue changes may occur suddenly in, a ways, in ways that we could never imagine. Scorpio rules sexual and reproductive concerns, magic, power, death, divorce, rebirth and resurrection, and outside financial interests such as long-term investments, debt, alimony, and inheritances. This is the realm of Pluto, lord of the underworld, life and death. How will we survive? Do we succumb to our fears or do we seize an opportunity for unlimited power? We release or surrender outmoded ideas or patterns in order to experience transformation and resurrection. Neptune and Pisces went direct on Sunday. Dreams became more vivid, and veils between dimensions are dissolved, allowing clearer contact with spirit guides, the angelic realm, and loved ones who have crossed over. It is important to find time for meditation and reflection because great flashes of intuition and inspiration can come now. This transit also facilitates all forms of artistic endeavors. Transformation transformation is not for sissies. The more chaos and the more challenges we encounter now means that we are on the right track. Our lives are being restructured so that the divine being of grace and love that we were born to be is being reawakened. We send ripples of light into the world. Imagine the possibilities for justice and peace and abundance for everyone. May all your wishes come true. Again, this comes from Melissa Lockwood. And if you want to subscribe to her weekly um, forecast, it is uh, email her, psychic, P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K, 777 at AOL.com. She also does magnificent tarot readings. Okay, so what, what does all that mean for us? Well, what that means is that we have an opportunity, and it may already be in your face, to change relationship patterns with other people, um, to change the way that we um, relate to our own career, for example, depending on where that eclipse occurred in your own personal chart. Um, you probably already know what it is. Are you having trouble with one of your children and, and you're having to make up your mind how are you going to redefine that relationship so that it works better? Are you having problems with your spouse? Um, are things coming up from the past with your family of origin? Are things coming up where it comes to your own creative expression? Are you? Is it time to try something new? Have you become stale in your creative expression? Um, 
So Scorpio, I mean, it could be having to do with your sex life. Scorpio is definitely about sex. It's like the phoenix rising from the ashes. You've got to let something end in order for something else to begin many times. In other words, as I'm going to now quote another good friend, um, Robert Wilkinson of AquariusPapers.com, there's an imbalance that must be addressed in some way. If there's an imbalance in your life that will require some form of counterweight and take care of it, there are two planets in air, three in fire, four in water, and the outermost two in earth. That shows a heavy emphasis on feelings and experiences, inspiration and activity with ease of relationship and communications, but not much practical energy. As Saturn leads this lunation, it, it makes the area in our charts where we have Scorpio of extra importance, since it shows that our responsibilities and Dharma must be the primary mover of all experience and that we will be given opportunities through what is lost or eliminated to build something that endures and brings long-term stability. Okay. So wherever... Um, Wherever it's showing up, and it should be showing up right now, you've got to you've got to rework that relationship. Whether it's you to your art, your music, your writing, your children, your spouse, your career, your home. Wherever it's showing up in your life, you've got to create a counterweight. You've got to make a correction right now. Otherwise, later it's going to be much harder, and it may have a make a correction on its own that is uncomfortable if you don't address it now. Here's a little more from Robert Wilkinson of AquariusPapers.com. You'll know what's being shut down as various transits through these zones affect your planets along with um, these zones being 20 to 24 Scorpio, which happens to be about where my Jupiter is, Aquarius and Taurus and Leo. That's 20 to 24, Scorpio, Aquarius, Taurus, and Leo over the next three and a half years. It will also impact those with sensitive points at five to, nine, 5 to 9 degrees of Capricorn, Aries, Cancer, and Libra. If you want to see this in writing, go to AquariusPapers.com. You'll know what's being shut down at various tra- as various transits through those zones affect your planets along with cutting loose effects from this eclipse, Sun, Moon, and Pluto. As mentioned more than one at the 2011 eclipse articles, this begins the huge shift throughout 2012. These radical developments continue into 2013 and beyond, so get ready. Besides the major aspects mentioned earlier, other forming aspects include uh, Moon and Sun, Quadranovile Jupiter, Mercury Novile Venus, Venus Semi-Sextile Sun, and Mars Sextile Neptune out of sign. These are minor influences, but if those are important in your chart, you may very well feel them as well. The major influences are the lunation, semi-square Pluto, Mercury square Neptune, and and Mercury's retrograde right now. Venus, quintile Pluto, Jupiter, biceptile Neptune, and triceptile Pluto setting the grand irrationality into motion for the next four weeks and, of course, three-plus years, and the very problematic Saturn, quincunx Uranus, and productive sextile to Pluto. And if you want to know more about the grand irrationality, that's something that um, 
a phrase that Robert has coined that is fascinating and is very powerful in my chart and may very well be in yours as well. And so I highly recommend you go to AquariusPapers.com and read up on that if you're curious. Um, so if uh, if you want to um, get readings from either of these people, they both do readings. Melissa Lockwood at the email address I gave you earlier, and um, then you can go to Aquarius Papers to get in touch with Robert. Both of them give really great readings. Okay. So um, we're going to pause a minute for a little bit of music and come back to give you some time to absorb what's just been said and um, come back in just a few minutes with more. And I want to talk to you some more about different astrologers you can approach. For example, many of you already know about Susan Miller. She's written a lot of really interesting books and has a very, very popular website called astrologyzone.com. You can go to Astrology Zone and click on your monthly horoscope. And you know what I think is interesting to do, and this is how I test a whole lot of things, is I look at, um, the, for example, something that's already happened and check that forecast. And if it resonates, then I can trust this month's forecast. You know, like if you look at last month's and it's what happened last month. 
So you click on your monthly horoscope, and then you've got choices um, for different signs, all 12 of the signs. And you might want to read not only your sun sign, which mine is Virgo, so I would read that first, but also your moon sign. Mine is Scorpio, so I'd read that next. And then your rising sign. And mine's Aquarius, so I would read that third. Um, and um, so let's go to Scorpio since that's the sign that we're concerned with right now. And it's different every year, but it's approximately October 23rd to November 21st for the sun sign. Let's see what she has to say about Scorpio. It's birthday time for you, dear Scorpio, and all the little planets have gathered around to wish you a very happy birthday indeed. Um, funny. So many planets in Scorpio will give you the kind of control you crave, and while Mercury will be retrograde all month from November 6th to 26th, this simply means you'll be urged to be patient and go slowly. And let me interject that people sort of get annoyed or freaked out about Mercury retrograde. All that means is you're planning a trip. Be sure and give yourself extra time to uh, get lost or for there to be obstructions in the road, uh, detours that were unexpected, late um, airplanes, that sort of thing. Plan in extra time. Stay calm and expect a little bit of delay. The other thing is you don't really want to buy it, make a major purchase while Mercury is retrograde. Wait until it goes direct. And this year that will be the 26th, although I would wait a couple of days after that to make sure it's out of orb. Um, any contracts signed during that time will probably have to be renegotiated. And communication snafus, it's a great time to back up your computer right before Mercury goes retrograde because, you know, you could have computer problems, phone problems, anything that has to do with communication. Okay, Mercury's retrograde. As a Scorpio, and back to... Um, Astrology zone now. As a Scorpio, you have the kind of instinct you see in heroes of spy thriller movies. You always sense when it's not the time to push, and this is one of them. As you enter November, you will say to me, yes, oh, sure, I know that already. You will lose nothing by taking your own sweet time to negotiate contracts. Last month, we had a rather strong full moon in Taurus. The sign found 180 degrees from yours. And your mind was on a partner, competitor, or critic, or you may have had a tough circumstance that you felt challenged to fix. You may have felt less than robust health, too, last month. The Saturn was close to your sun, pressing down on you. And this is me interjecting again. Saturn can be pretty heavy. Um, I don't mind Pluto transits. I know a lot of people really hate them, but Saturn transits, for me, are really difficult just because it's the teacher. You know, this is the stern father. This is the person or situation in life that gets in your face and says, no, you can't do that anymore or you can't have that. And um, one friend who's an astrologer who's now retired, Cindy Jackson, said something I'll never forget about Pluto. And it is um, Saturn trims the tree of the dead wood. It gets rid of those things you don't need anymore, whether you realize you don't need them or not. So when you're having a Saturn aspect, ask yourself what you need to let go of. And sometimes you can just let go of stuff, clear out closets, give away furniture, you know, have goodwill come pick it up, whatever. 
um, to take the edge off other things Saturn might do. Most people don't realize that, but you can get ahead of a planet and do something to take the edge off. Choose how that's going to um, manifest in your life. Okay, let's see. Where were we with Scorpio and Saturn and all that stuff? Yeah. So if uh, Saturn was pressing down on the sun, your health will improve somewhat in November and you may feel more energy. The end of October or the first days of November was time to make a decision and take action, but nothing you were to do last month seemed easy. If October 29 was all about others in your life, November will all be about you. Sounds to be far better, right? And it will be. The eclipse of November 13th is a solar eclipse, sure to bring opportunities. A solar eclipse is always a new moon on steroids, and these special events always start a new chapter. New moons are about new stuff. They are very, very powerful. I like solar eclipses where they open a path, but when you walk down them, you will soon see you can't retreat back to your old life again. You have to keep marching forward across the bridge and not look back. The universe knows we are creatures of habit, so it will send an eclipse to give us a push, ready or not. You are a fixed sign, Scorpio, so the idea of change is not always a welcome one, but even you will see the value in moving on. If you'd like, take a look at the chapter on how to deal with eclipses in um, Susan Miller's book, The Year Ahead, 2012 and Beyond. The chapter will relate directly to you, Scorpio. I also discussed the two November eclipses in your Scorpio chapter as well, so you would have lots to read. I know, if you know your rising sign, check for that too. And this book's available on Nook, Kindle, and iPad. Okay, so this affects all of us because this Scorpio new moon um, and eclipse uh, affects everybody. It just depends on where it is in your chart. So if you have a moon or rising sun in Scorpio, this is almost as powerful as if you had a sun in Scorpio, this particular moon. Not since 2003 to 2005 have we seen eclipses in Scorpio and the opposite side of Taurus, which means that we're moving to a very important new cycle and that the coming two years will bring vast changes. Our lives will begin to have a very different look and feel from years past. Combining that with the arrival of Saturn, we are all about to make quantum leaps in maturity and life will have more form and substance than in the past. This is a solar eclipse, so you will see shifts in profession. Perhaps last month, October, you started to see glimmerings of this truth already. Eclipses repeat an exact degree every 19 years. So you already had an eclipse in Scorpio on this degree, November 13, 1993. That's for everybody. Whatever was going on, November 13th, or around November, mid-November 1993, and on November 29th, 1993. You're going to have to think back on this. This is very similar to what's going to be happening right now. So, um, this is uh, affecting, of course, the other planets surrounding it are going to be different this time. But maybe you can recall something that happened near this date or soon after that was important to you. Frequently it's one month before or after. 
19, if 1993 was a powerful year for you, because Jupiter had just entered Scorpio, Pluto was in Scorpio too, quite a bit of a planetary power. Saturn was in your home sector, so that was not an ideal place for Saturn to be. It's an affected home life, and that's if you're a Scorpio. Those planets are all in different positions. Now look forward to the changes. It's time to shake things up. This moon's eclipse falls at 22 degrees Scorpio. So if your birthday is within five days of November 13, you will feel this eclipse with double strength. That's within five days on either side of November 13th. Okay, from the 8th through the 18th. You will feel a double whammy on this eclipse. As always, if you have a rising sign in Scorpio near 22 or a natal planet at that degree, give or take five degrees, the closer the better, you will feel this eclipse eclipse very, very personally as well. Okay. So that pretty much covers what Susan Miller has to say that's relevant to all of us. And I went to Scorpio because that's where this eclipse is. So, again, her website is astrologyzone.com. And you can look at past month's forecast and your current month's forecast. And some months she's more right on for me than others. Um, But anyway, it's another great source. And here's another, and it's a free source. Here's another great free source. Tarot, T-A-R-O-T.com. And you can go there and you can get um, free tarot readings, little bitty short ones. They are computer generated, but they are scary, spot on, let me tell you. And today's tarot card for all of us, the tarot card of the day, is the fool. Okay, and this is what, what is said about the fool, which is the very, very first card in any tarot deck. It's signified by the number zero. The magician is number one. The fool is zero. Uh, Pamela Coleman Smith's artful rendition of the innocent fool archetype and the writer Wake Direct is often used to represent Tarot in general. Early classical versions of the fool card, however, portray quite a different character. A person driven by base needs and urges has fallen into a state of poverty and deprivation. Wow, it's the first time I ever heard that. In some states, instances he's been made out to be a carnival entertainer or hucksters. In others he's portrayed as decrepit and vulnerable as a cumulative result of his delusions and failures. Not until the 20th century do you see the popular rider weight image of the fool arise, that of an innocent soul before its fall into matter as yet untainted by context of society and all its ills. Okay, so the way I was taught in the when I was taught to row, and this is what I see when I read that card, and this is everybody's card for the day, is it's time to take a risk. If it's reversed, it's like, don't take a risk, you'll be making a fool of yourself. That simplifies it. But the guy who's standing on the edge of a cliff, getting ready to either not step off that cliff or step off that cliff, symbolizes the part of us that's able to, to take a risk on faith and know that if we step off the edge of that cliff, we will either sprout wings or the earth will rise up to meet us. 
And that's everybody's card for today. So don't be afraid to take a risk um, to take action based in faith and to know that there are there are those around you in the spirit world who want to help you out and take care of you. And so I'm going to say a most benevolent outcome prayer for everybody out there listening now or later in the archives about taking risks at the appropriate time, especially around this eclipse. I ask any and all beings to come to the aid and assistance of everyone listening to this radio broadcast, either live or later in the archives, to have the courage and faith to take the risks they need to take to make positive change in their lives. May the outcome be better than anything I could have hoped for or expected. Thank you. And that comes from Tom T. Moore's book, The Gentle Way, and that's on Amazon. It's called uh, Benevolent Prayer for Others. Thanks for being with me here today. We're out of time. And uh, thanks for listening later in the archives. Come see me next week. Don't know what I'm going to be doing. Come talk to me or listen. You can call in and ask questions if you want. People who just want to ask me a question, this is the perfect way to do it Um, on the radio. Okay. Bye-bye. Place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.